Hello and welcome back to the Trap Game Podcast. I am your host, Mark Ruthop. I am with my boy, DeAndre Henderson. What's the deal, y'all? What's happening? We're back for another, another one. Another one, and we have NFL football to talk about. Uh, Dre is wearing a relic uh, Todd Gurley Rams jersey. Yes, sir. I feel so bad for him, man. He would have. I think he would have gone down as like one of the all-time greats if he didn't have like those knee problems. But man, it just just unfortunate what happened to him. Super unfortunate, but you know, can't change what you can't change. That's true. And now the Rams are in in hurt. They're hurting. But we'll <laughs> talk about them here in a little bit. Um, before we get to the picks themselves, I know you want to take a victory lap a little bit. Uh, I know you love Colorado. You're a big yes. Buffalo guy this year. Uh, they got a big win at TCU this weekend. Vaulted them into the top 25 so after good. one week. Uh, I don't know about you, but I think that is a little bit of uh, a detriment, honestly. To, to Colorado. At this point, we can't question anymore what Prime is all about, what he what he wants to do, what he's doing. I Colorado's going to be good this year. I'm going to go ahead and come right out and say it. The ranking is a little bit premature for me because TCU, I think we did see that TCU kind of, they weren't that great. No. Um, it was definitely but, not last year's TCU no, team. But with Shadur Sanders, Travis Hunter... That kid Dylan Edwards was an absolute beast. Yeah, five total touchdowns. The the kid just went crazy. He's gonna he's due for more. I don't think Travis Hunter can play hundred. What did he play? hundred and ten. Uh, yeah, something something insane. He's their number one receiver and their number one corner. He's gonna have to find where he's gonna make his money, and I'm pretty sure he might go offense because of the way the NFL is going. He might just play receiver because he was good as a receiver. He was very yeah, good. he's for me though. He's just small. Yeah. You know, like there, there are obviously smaller receivers in the NFL, um, and here's my thing: I, I still don't. I'm not going to buy into Colorado just yet. Great win, fun win. They were a fun team to watch. Uh, their defense is clearly not there yet. Uh, their offense looks like they can compete with anyone, Absolutely. and I'll give them that. But. Kind of what you're saying. They're so top heavy that if this Travis Hunter kid, and God forbid, I hope he doesn't because he's fun to watch. But when you're playing 110 snaps a game, it's a the writing is on the wall for him to have an injury That's at a some lot of football. point. So I hope not. Uh, Texas had a good showing this week. Anyone that has listened to me for a little bit knows I'm a big Texas fan. Uh, that being said. Take Texas at the plus seven this weekend. Uh, Texas is stacked, man. They are just stacked from top to bottom this year. Alabama might be missing their top two corners this weekend. Uh, I know it's in Tuscaloosa. That's a little scary. And obviously, it's Nick Saban. I'm just telling you, I think Texas is ready to take off this year. I've learned my lesson about going against that man in the crimson. So, Nick Saban... Is the man in the crimson. I'm not going against Nick Saban. I'm just, you know, he's just one of those guys. He's entered that relic. Right. Like, the dude that I just am not going to put my money against, 
because he's taken it so many times and I just refuse. Belichick, Saban, Andy Reid is getting up there. You just don't bet against these kind of guys. So, I, no, trust me. I agree with you and it's going to be a scared seven points I'm getting. I wish I was getting more, obviously, especially in Alabama. But, you know, Bama doesn't usually play these tough games right out of the gate. They usually schedule themselves a couple, like two, three cupcakes at the beginning of the season and then get into the SEC. So going straight into Texas when you have a brand-new quarterback, I mean, who did they play last week? Middle Tennessee. Mm, like, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I love Texas. That's just you know, this isn't a college betting show by any no. means, but give me Texas. I love Texas plus And seven. just, and you know, these bettings, man, this college football needs to start putting more games like this on the television. Like oh, we can't really? keep saying, we can't keep playing Alabama versus Middle Tennessee. We need, we need games like Alabama versus Texas. Right. We need games like now all of a sudden we're saying Colorado versus TCU. We need well, those kinds you're, of games. you're saying that. <laughs> you're saying that. Don't hate the player. Hate now, the player. Okay, so here's what I've always thought, too, is I think college shouldn't start rankings until maybe week five, week six. That's interesting. Hot take. You know, because you get teams like Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. Those teams are always in the top ten, top five, whatever. If they lose an early game, it doesn't mean anything because they're going to drop three, four, five spots maybe – and then they're just right back into the top four by the end of the year. Now, if you have an early loss, you know, at the beginning of the season, if you're at Alabama, Ohio State, now you're getting ranked at the middle of the season. Now, if I'm setting those rankings, now I might be like, well, these guys lost. I would have had them up here at the beginning of the season, but now I might set them. 10, 11, 12 because of that early season loss rather than being 2-3, losing one game and only dropping down three or four spots. Yeah, I can see. I understand what you're saying. But then I think that's why the conferences are going to start getting bigger with the the subtraction of the Pac-12 and how those schools are going to get dispersed to those other schools. Conferences are going to be huge. Well, the Pac-12 will still be around. But they're going to either A, bring in other teams or... I, I it sounds like the Pac-12 might be the new Mountain West almost. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, good luck to UNLV. I'm not a big UNLV fan. But they got Michigan this week. Ooh, Thirty-six point underdogs. <laughs> they got Michigan. They might cover it too. They're gonna cover that spread because their team is not horrible. They're not the horrible. UNLV team is not bad. Yeah, I, I like their quarterback a lot. So mm-hmm. I. And, I mean, it doesn't look like Michigan I, – I mean, they – what, 30-3? to three? They didn't cover against oh, – it was not a good team, obviously. But you can only put up 30 points against a FCS school. UNLV has a chance to cover that 36. So, I mean, just, just a thought there. Um, but before we get into the NFL, I just have to talk about the Yankees just a little bit. Oh, gosh. It's okay. going to – and, you know, it happens every week. The Yankees are pretty much out of it at this point. Eight games back of the wild card. You have about 23, 25 games left. Since we recorded last, the Yankees bring up two of their top prospects. They get rid of Josh Donaldson. But here's my issue. They, they go and they sweep the Astros this week, this weekend. Great for morale. 
makes me not hate myself as much as a Yankees fan. Why wasn't this happening? Why wasn't this happening earlier? Why did we hold on to a decrepit Josh Donaldson for a year and a half and let this guy drag us and drag us until we were out of a playoff race? Because Brian Cashman is a fucking goon and he needs to be gone. That's all I needed to say. All right, guys. Let him get off the soapbox. Let's bring it in. Let's start our football, okay? Football! <laughs> football. Bring it in, big Trust me, the, uh, the obituary is coming soon. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Once they're officially eliminated, because like I said, they gave us a little bit of hope this weekend, which I wish they didn't. But heading into football, Thursday night, we have the Lions at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are minus six and a half at home. Uh, you don't have to lay a full touchdown if you like the Lions this week. The Chiefs are uh, minus 115 at that six and a half. The over-under is a whopping 54 and a half. Um, I know we both, we're split on this game mm -hmm. right off the bat. Mm -hmm. um, I like the Chiefs. I do I'm not as high on the lines as everyone is this year uh, because hype is only hype on paper. Hype has to translate to the field, and until I see that, I'm going to roll with Which presume, you know the best quarterback in football. I'm going to take them at home minus six and a half. Um, it just, it's just asking a lot of the Lions to cover – uh, you know, to keep it within a touchdown, less than a touchdown, uh, in week one. So I'm I'm taking the Chiefs at the minus six and a half. I completely understand your point. Completely get your point. But here's my thing: Detroit has been. I'm ready. I'm ready to buy into the Detroit hype. They have upgraded. Their offensive line, their back line, their D-line, their running backs, they're already good at receiver. Quite frankly, I can I see this game being first, first game jitters, Chiefs squeaking out maybe a six-point win or a, a field goal win at the okay. end of the day. And I mean, look, I totally I totally see a path where the Lions easily cover the spread. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I Which would, is going to be good because yeah. we, need, we need to start this season right off the bat. Bang. Um, but I just think it's the Chiefs will be able to keep the Lions at a touchdown length. I think that's where it's going to be. Like I said, I think the Lions will stay competitive, but I think the Chiefs will be able yeah. to the Chiefs. What people off. don't understand is that the, the, the way you're going to beat the Chiefs is how Mahomes is going to beat you. That you, got, you beat the Chiefs by airing it out. Right. So... Me personally, as a Jared Goff believer, I personally think him, Amon Ross St. Brown, they have Jameer Gibbs. Um, that is going to be a one heck of a combo. Goff and St. Brown, guys, pay attention to that combo. Underrated. You know, I'm getting a look right now that's kind of like bewildering. <laughs> I just got <laughs> the thing is like, you know, you're not a Jared Goff believer. The I only am. reason that you're saying that is because I'm a believer. I'm not. That's fine. You believe in him more than me. That doesn't make you a Jared Goff believer. I believe in the Cal State Bear. I believe in him. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. Whatever. The only good thing that come out of Cal is Aaron Rodgers. But anyway, 
Yeah. So first game of the year, we're split. Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs minus the six and a half. Dre's taking the Lions at the plus six and a half. Definitely leave, leaning the over of uh, 54 and a half. Moving on to our early Sunday slate, you have the Cardinals at the Commanders. The Commanders are minus seven at minus 115. The over under is 38 and a half. And I'm going to tell you what, I think this is a Cardinals win. And I hate to say it, and I hope I'm wrong. I feel like this is going to be one of their only wins of the year. In no world, I understand how bad everyone thinks the Cardinals are going to be, myself included. In no world should a team like the Commanders, who's not a good team to begin with, with a rookie quarterback laying a full touchdown in any world, uh, even against a bad team. I, I just, the, the the seven is way, way too high for me. Okay. I'll believe you. And um, I don't know. This is a weird game for me. I don't like either one of the teams personally. Right. Um, I don't remember what I said. What did I say? You have you have the commanders. Yeah. I'll take the, the team to me that's more talented. You got, you know, if, you know, their defense is pretty good. Wideouts are solid. Gibson and Brian Robinson are a decent running back combo. And this Sam Howell guy, we don't know much about him, man. We got to see what this guy has to offer. They might be running on that Jim Snyder. Um, you know, he's finally out of there. He might be yeah. running on emotions. I don't know. See, and I don't even know who's starting for the Cardinals yet. Josh Dobbs. I, it looks like it's Josh Dobbs. Dobbs. That's mm-hmm. what it looks like right now. Um, and, I mean, he's not great by any means. But, at, he, you know, he has some experience in the NFL. Uh so yeah, I, I'm just not ready to say that the Cardinals. I hope, I hope so bad that they're terrible, but I just in in this spot, just seven seems like too much. So yeah, I'm taking the Cardinals at the plus seven, uh, and you can actually get that at minus one hundred five right now. I just uh, see like a defensive play happening, like a little fumble return. Well, yeah, you know something, something like that, something big. And if you like, see like I like the Cardinals already at the plus seven. I'm gonna tease that up to 13 Mm. so yeah i always have a teaser that i like to play and the cardinals will be on that list um moving on to the panthers and the falcons the falcons minus three and a half uh the over under is 39 and a half i will let you take the floor these are your boys um this is not a bias pick this is simply no not at all not doing not not at all not 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 no bias no No bias whatsoever (laughs) but i'm taking atlanta um, and this is not just because I'm an Atlanta fan. This is simply because Desmond Ritter has just been doing it a little bit longer than Bryce Young. He ain't felt this yet. He don't know what it feels like to have Grady Jarrett, who's a stud defensive tackle, beefing down his his throat all night. Oh, that sounded terrible coming out. But uh, <laughs> I'm just going to go for the more experience. Um, I think Atlanta's a way better team than people are giving credit for, and our schedule is pretty Generous, so I will take Atlanta at home. It's hard to win in Atlanta, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But so I'll take Atlanta. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on Atlanta with you as well. The minus three and a half. The only thing, the only reason I'm not picking the Panthers is it doesn't look like Brian Burns is gonna play. It looks mm-hmm. like he's still holding out, so that's a massive loss for big for Carolina. Um, I honestly don't think Carolina is gonna be a bad team this year. Obviously, a lot of that depends on how well Bryce Young plays. We have to remember, though, 
the Panthers were not the number one overall pick. They traded up to get the number one overall pick. So I feel like a lot of people are viewing them as like, hey, this is a team that had the number one pick. You have to, we have to remember they didn't. They had to trade up to get it because they weren't good, but they weren't number one overall bad. Um, and this is just another one of those things, even though I do like the Falcons, um, I would like it a lot better if it was only a field goal that they had to lay. Uh, because by no means were the Falcons the best team in the league last year. You know, so... I, I think this game is going to be close. I think three and a half is a perfect number for it. Again, just so much rides on how Bryce Young plays. And, I mean, the development of Desmond Ritter. I'm not really ready to say that Desmond Ritter is a better quarterback than Bryce Young. Me neither. So, uh, we just don't know. I'm almost talking myself out of it, but I'm going to stay strong. I'll, I'll stay with the Falcons mm-hmm. minus three and a half. You fly high. Fly yeah. High, man. That's all good. <laughs> all right. So moving on to the Bengals at the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are two and a half point dogs at home. Uh, to take that two and a half is even money. The over under is 47 and a half. Um, I'll take the Bengals. Th- this line is showing me that Joe Burrow's playing. Yeah. Uh, there's no other reason that I would lay two and a half on the road in week one besides that. If Joe Burrow's even compromised a little bit, I think this is going to be a very low-scoring game because I think Miles Garrett is just going to eat. He, he is going to have a big day if, if Joe Burrow cannot move around in that pocket. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Bengals plus, or minus two and a half. The reason I'm going to go the other way and take Cleveland – um, Cleveland's given Cincinnati trouble the last few years. So just knowing that and division games in week one are goofy. Mm-hmm. So you just never know. You always, me personally, I always take the underdog in division games because you just, you know, you never know. This is a, this is a bloodbath between these two. Deshaun Watson's had a full offseason. Amari Cooper's had a full offseason with Deshaun Watson. This Browns team is loaded to win. And if Deshaun can return to his Houston Texan form, then holy smokes, watch out for the Brownies. Is loaded the right word to use? No. I'm just going to go ahead and say they're a very solid football team. They're they have, well-rounded. They have a very well-rounded football They're well-rounded team. for sure. So would I be surprised if the Browns came up in there and beat Cincinnati? No. But would yeah. I also be surprised if Cincinnati came up in there and dogged on Cleveland? No. Right. Right, yeah, this is, again, so much relies on the health of Joe Burrow here. Um, and, yeah, if Deshaun Watson can get back to pre-massage days, then right. I think the Browns are going to be a lot better than what people are giving them credit for. Yeah. Um, all right, so, yeah, I will take the Bengals at the minus 2.5. Dre is on the Browns at plus 2.5. Moving on to... The Texans at the Ravens. The Texans are 10-point underdogs. Uh, the over-under is 43-and-a-half. Um, I think this one's easy for me. I'm taking the Ravens at the minus 10. Yeah, give me the Ravens in the 10. Um, 10 points is a lot to lay down for a professional football team, but let's just look at the facts here. Baltimore's defense is explosive. They have the potential to score one to two touchdowns in this game. Because C.J. Stroud, hey, man, 
Same with know. Bryce Young. Yeah. He ain't felt this yet. He don't know what it's like to be this is week one. Preseason, that's that stuff's out the window now. Right. It's done. And if there's one thing that Lamar can do that I don't think anyone can disagree with is the dude beats bad teams. He beats and teams he that beats he's some bad. Yeah, he beats teams that he's supposed to beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this has a classic just like Ravens win by 17, mm-hmm. 21 points, and just doesn't it just I don't think it's gonna 21, I see it. I don't even see the Texans being able to score 21. Oh, that's that, that's a that's a asking a with lot. This, of that. With this day's NFL, I do think it's a, it's very possible for teams to score a lot of points. So that's true. The, the league is built for scoring. So right. me personally, I can see it like 44-20 or something like that. 44-17, something like that. Well, if you think that, then hammer the over because the over is pretty low on this one, or the over under is only forty three and a half. Baltimore's explosive, man. I can see them scoring on the first three or four possessions. They, they can cover the majority of this by themselves. Yes, yeah, I think you're right. All right, so we're both on the Ravens there at the minus ten. Uh, moving on to what I think is the weirdest game of the week, the one of them, the 49ers at the Steelers. The Steelers are two and a half point underdogs at home. Minus 110, the over-under is 41, juiced to the over at minus 115. You see, you said the magic word, my friend. Underdogs at home. When you talk about what Pittsburgh's success is built off of, it is Mike Tomlin's success as a coach against the spread as an underdog. He is almost a smash mouth, put it in, said it, forget about it. For, so for me, Pittsburgh... At home, Brock Purdy's coming off major surgery, and your first game is against T.J. Watt and the Steelers. Good luck. Give me the Steelers, please. Yeah, I, I do agree. Um, the only thing is, like, I it's hard to, to take the Steelers here, especially since you're not even getting a full field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I just – I'm not a believer yet in Brock Purdy. Like – the dude came in to the best system possible, and he still has that. He still has Kittle and Ayuk and Samuels and Christian McCaffrey and a solid offensive line. So I think the offense is going to be okay. Um, I just don't think he's the kind of guy that if it isn't perfect, if there's even a little bit of disruption in there, which the Steelers can do, it'll throw him off a little bit. There's a reason the dude was the very last pick in the draft. There's a reason. Kyle Shanahan's office is made to is tailor made for a quarterback. Right. Who can sit in the pocket, throw a dart. Yes. That is what Brock Purdy can do. And get him off of his line a little bit. I think that they can. Um, I think it's a close game. If I was gonna do anything here, I do like I'm not gonna touch this game. I'm touching Just, for, I'm taking Pittsburgh for sure. Yeah, I'm not having any real money on it. Like that's, but um, I would definitely take the Steelers up uh, in my teaser to get you know another six points to get them to eight and a half. But um, for the sake of the show, Steelers plus two and a half for me and Dre. Yep. Moving on to the Bucks and Vikings. The Vikings are minus six at home, minus one ten. The over under is forty five and a half. Um, I think it's very telling that the book isn't willing to lay an entire touchdown here uh, with the Bucks. I think that they think the Bucks are going to make this game a little bit more competitive than 
what everyone's getting, giving Tampa Bay credit for. Look, they lost Tom Brady. I get that. Totally understand it. But this team didn't lose much outside of that. That's the key. They still have a good roster. You still have Chris Godwin. You still have Mike Evans. You still have a solid offensive line. Rashad White, don't know much about him yet, but he's supposed to be solid. You still have a good defensive side of the ball. They do. The Vikings really overachieved last year. I'm not saying they're a bad team. I think they're still going to be good. They go 12-0 in one-score ball game. No, they will not. I'm sorry. That is That was Minnesota's bread and butter. Right. When the game got close, they just found a way to win it. And if I'm going to stick with my Baker Mayfield take that he's not going to be as bad as everyone thinks. By the way, you can get Baker Mayfield at plus 8,500 for comeback player of the year. I might sprinkle like 20 bucks on that just, just to have a little action. Um, but I'm on the bucks here. I, I think plus I think six is a lot of points for a team that is better than I think people are giving them credit for. And a dark horse to actually possibly win the NFC South is the Tampa Bay Bucks because they they have, they have no they have <laughs> everything else. They just have a quarterback who doesn't stink. And Baker Mayfield, regardless of you know of his shortcomings. Wow, that's the nicest thing. You, okay, so from from when this whole thing has started till right now, you have been on the Baker Mayfield stinks train, and now he doesn't stink. What happened? Oh, I'm regretting it now. <laughs> what happened? See, because you you were trying to make this point, calling your friends, trying to trying to drive this point home, that it was so clear cut that Jared Goff was better than Baker Mayfield. And I think you're finally starting to realize that you might have been a little off base. Just a little bit. Give me the dang uh, bucks and let's move on. <laughs> Jeez. Telling you, Baker Mayfield plus 8,500. Take it. <laughs> Moving on to the Jags and the Colts. The Jags are minus five on the road. Uh, juice to minus 115. The over-under is 45 and a half. Uh, take it away. Uh, Jacksonville. Yes. Jacksonville okay. game all day long because, you know, this Jacksonville team has a chance to really explode for some, you know, for some making some crazy noise this year. I can see them winning 12, 11, 12 games. Okay. And uh, this, you know, Trevor Lawrence is loaded for bear. Offense is good. The defense is now solid. They yep. finally, they've hit a couple of home runs in the draft as in the last couple of years. Jacksonville's ready. And they finally have a good coach, Doug Peterson. They're ready. So Agreed. I'll take Jacksonville all day long. Yeah, I just I think the, you know Anthony Richardson's first game in the NFL, having to go up against Trevor Lawrence and that Jags offense is going to be a lot for them to to overcome. Um, I think Anthony Richardson will eventually be good, but you know I I, I just think the Jags are going to be a little bit too much. Um, and I think they cover that five pretty easily. Absolutely. I uh, see 10 points. Nice little 10 points. Yeah, I could see a 10-point win. 20 to 10. Yep. Yeah, so Jags for me and Dre. 
Moving on to the Titans and the Saints. The Titans are plus three on the road. Uh, minus 115 juiced uh, to the minus three for the Saints. The over-under is 41 and a half. Hmm. So you picked you picked the Saints. I did. I haven't made a pick yet because I don't know where I lean. This is to me, this is the toughest game of the week. Most underrated matchup of the week, I think. Because Tennessee strong, smash mouth, run the ball offense against New Orleans. They always had a good D line with Cam Jordan. If they he's on the team, they're always their D line's always good. So me personally, I just went with um, playing at the Superdome, and that's a tough place to play in week one. And if you only have a certain way to win, which the Titans have to beat you a certain way, they can't beat you in shootout. They're going to beat you by pounding the rock, holding the, holding the ball, and playing defense. That's what Vrabel is. And I just don't see that happening with New Orleans because their run defense has been, you know. They have a good run defense. But – I think Derrick Henry being fully healthy, it seems, kind of neutralizes that. Um, I'm going to take the Titans and not feel good about it. It's just, I don't think, again, the NFC South is not the toughest division in football this year. The Titans are always, they're just so well coached. They don't lose games normally by making mistakes. Um, and I think that they can control the clock enough to make this close. Uh, I don't think they're going to get shut out by any means. So I think for the, the Saints to cover this uh, spread, they're going to have to score 28, 30 points because I think the Titans will be able to keep up. Um, so, yeah, I'll take the Titans plus the three. Oh, nice. Okay. I like it. All right. Titans plus three for me. Uh, Saints minus three for Dre. Moving on to the Rams and the Seahawks. The Seahawks are minus five and a half, minus 114. The over-under is 45 and a half. Give me the Seahawks. I, love I don't really the think this is much of a question, really. Because yeah. the Rams just, they look like a mess, man. I see a one Cooper Cup super injury out for the year away from just another t- another tire fire. And I don't even think he's going to play this week. No, and if he does not. play this week, he's going to be limited. You don't know at what percent he's playing. Um, again, Matt Stafford coming off a major, major injury as well. Uh, I think the Seahawks are primed to have a pretty decent year. Yeah, give me give me the Seahawks minus that five and a half. I love it. Yeah, to me this was the one of the easier picks that I had. This Agreed. Week. I, I I even forgot to write down our picks because we just went over. It, it was so yeah, it was very very easy. To so pick. that being said, take the Rams because the Rams are going to win. This yeah, game. the Rams are going to win this thing by twenty <laughs> points for sure. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, minus five and a half for me and Dre on the Seahawks. There. Moving on to the Packers and the Bears. The Bears are minus one and a half, minus 105. The over-under is 43 and a half. I'm taking the Packers here. I'm with you. I like the plus one and a half. I I just think the best unit on either side of the ball here is going to be the Packers defense. And again, I haven't seen anything from Justin Fields to get to for the hype he's getting. I don't think he deserves it. He hasn't been good. He hasn't been good to the point that 
people thought the Bears were going to take a quarterback with the first overall pick. Yeah. You know, like, again, I think everyone's forgetting. The Bears had the first overall pick this year because Justin Fields wasn't good. So I just don't get why he's getting this hype. Jordan Love got to sit behind Aaron Rodgers for five years. We don't know if Jordan Love's good yet, but give me the guy that sat behind Aaron Rodgers. Give me the best unit on the field, which is the Packers defense, only having to – you get to cover one and a half. You don't even have to lay one and a half. You get to take one and a half points against a shitty Bears team. I'm reneging. I'm taking Chicago just because okay. of your disdain for Justin Fields. Now I want him to stick it to you. I want him to stick it right to He's you. He's not sticking it to me. Stick it to you. I just what is what has he done? What has he done for me to be like Justin Fields deserves the hype he's getting? What has he done? We can save that for another episode. No, no, no. I want you to tell that. No, no, no. No, 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 no. no. You got no. You changed your pick. Keep Justin Fields. That's the Bears almost didn't even keep Justin Fields. There was no doubt in my mind they were going to give Justin Fields. The proper weapons. My boy Justin Fields ain't been surrounded with weapons since he got in the league. You tell me. What did they add? Darnell Mooney what did was they his add? number one receiver. You added DJ Moore and that was it. You think DJ, DJ Moore, Moore makes Robert, that offense? You think he's the. You add DJ piece? Moore to a Darnell Mooney and a Chase Claypool? You were just. You were just bashing to, Darnell Mooney. I wasn't bashing him. He can't be your number one receiver. Darnell's like 5'5". Five, five. He's so small. He's little. But I'm not saying he's not a good receiver. What I am saying is that they surrounded him with a little bit more, more, and more just so they can get to see if this kid can really play. I think you're going to be very surprised with Justin Fields because he can throw the dang football. Why are people quite doubting? It's just like Lamar. Why are you doubting him throwing the football? And the dude will go out and throw 4,000. Watch. Justin Fields will go out there and throw 4,000 yards this year. I, I would give any amount of money to take the under on Justin Fields throwing for 4,000 yards. We'll see. It's not going to happen. Okay. He's going to rush for over 1,000. No. I'll give him that. He no, rushed he for 1,000 last year. Because he, he had to. He has to this year. No, he doesn't. Okay. All right. I Give me – the Bears will be a top five pick again this year. Guaranteed. Right. Guaranteed right. top five pick. Okie dokie auto. Guaranteed. So – Okay, I'm, still on, I'm still on the Packers. Dre, I'm going Chicago. Dre is going to lose money on the Bears. Yep. Uh, we will move on. That's a pride pick right we here. We will maybe. move on to the Raiders and Broncos. The Broncos are minus three and a half at home. The over-under is 44. This is the trap number for me of the week. Give me the Raiders at the plus three and a half. <laughs> and here, let me tell you why. In every account, the Raiders are supposed to be fighting for a top three pick in the league this year. You still have Jimmy G, who's been an amazing game manager since he's come into the league. You have Devontae Adams, still arguably the best receiver in the league. Josh Jacobs, top five running back in the league. You have Max Crosby. You have, that's really it, on the defensive side of the ball, because it looks like Chandler Jones has is now refusing to play for the Raiders. Right. Um, again, I'm not saying the Raiders are going to be good, but something is off with this number. I would think that it would be higher than three and a half. With the Broncos, 
at home, Sean Payton, everyone's been loving bringing him in. Realistically, this number should have been 6-7. Something's off to me. Give me the Raiders at the plus right now. It doesn't feel good, but that's that's what the book is telling you that it, it's gonna be. Okay, I'm game. Give me those Raiders, man. Yeah, I'm game. I'll buy some stock. I don't feel good about it. No, that's gonna be the one and that it, I just throw away. Am I gonna take it? No, I'm not t- putting money on it. But again, this is the trap number of the week for me. All right, we're coming up on that track. second second yeah. trap number. There's a bigger one. The Dolphins at the Chargers. The Chargers minus three at home. The over-under is 50 and a half. Give me the Chargers. I think this is Herbie Hancock, Justin Herbert's year to really, really step into that superstar role. Um, And again, like Tua's just another one of those guys that he has a really good team around him. I don't necessarily think he makes them better. The way the Chargers play Tua, if you can... If you can limit to his vision on the middle of the field, he becomes a different quarterback. If you make him play outside the numbers, like throwing out routes and deep out routes and, you know, quick ins and whatever you need to do. If Tua has to throw outside the number, he's a different quarterback. Right. I'm not saying he's not a good one, but he's just different. I I mean, like, their defense is solid this year, too. You brought in Khalil Mack. You bring it or Derwin James is healthy this year. Joey Bose is healthy, at least we think right now, Asante Samuel Jr. So I think that they can limit the Dolphins a little bit here and cover this number. I mean, good luck limiting the Dolphins, but because the problem with that is that they just have such a field tilter. They have two field tilters. It's You can only limit the Dolphins so much because Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill are absolute field tilters. They tilt the, uh, they tilt the whole f- football field because of their speed. So, if they can just find a way to get these guys out in some space, then, quite frankly, good luck tackling them. I don't care if you're Derwin James. You can't, you, right. you can't tackle me if you can't catch me. That's true. So I like the over, though. Yeah. 50 and a half, I think. It's a lot of points. Pretty yeah, high scoring game. Bring it. Uh, okay, so Chargers for myself and Dre. Moving on to the Eagles at Patriots. The Patriots are getting three and a half points at home. Uh, even money on that. The over-under is 45.5. Juiced to the under at minus 114. Um, I'm on the Eagles. Yeah, um, me too. It's just, you know, this is one of those coaches I don't like going I don't like going against is Bill Belichick. It's really hard to, to doubt his success, but at the same token, freak man, Mac Jones is your starting quarterback, so... I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts and uh, fully – this is one of those games Philly has to win this year, this yes. this week, because yes. the schedule is tougher. Right. They can't afford to have a heck of a lot of slip-ups. Right. So – I mean, the, the, on paper, the Eagles are just more talented at almost every single position. Um, yeah. So they should be able to cover this. And like you said, with the stretch of games they have coming up, no win is guaranteed. This is like the one game for them that should be a guarantee. They face win. elite quarterback after yes. elite quarterback after elite quarterback. So the Eagles, it's not. It's crazy to think that a week one game is a must win, but for the Eagles to get off on the right foot, they have to win this game. They, they got to have this. So yeah, we'll, we'll both take the Eagles at the minus three and a half. Yeah. Moving on to Sunday night football, the Cowboys at the Giants. 
The Giants are plus three and a half, minus 115 at home. Uh, the over-under is 46 and a half, juiced to the under at minus 115. You guys know already, we love the Giants. The Giants should not be getting three and a half points at home. I'm, I love the Giants this week. Me too. Give me the points. Me too. Um, coaching matters and coordinators matter. Yes. We're going to learn that this year with uh, Shane Steichen, not in Philly. Jalen Hurts will take a step back this year. Um, and we're going to see Kellen Moore. He went to, uh, to, to the, Chargers. the Chargers. So he, we're going to see Jay Herbo probably take a step up. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Coaching matters. And New York, Brian Dayball... They have a fantastic coaching staff, man. And they pretty much just all of their young, good players are right in their prime. Yep. Think about it. All yep. of their major positions, left tackle, right tackle, corners, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, um, Saquon. These dudes are Darren, young. Darren Waller is going to have a massive These dudes down. are young, springy, and in their prime. So, don't be surprised if the Giants mess around and win eleven ball games. This year. Yeah, and and again, they have almost no pressure because you got Philly and Dallas. In yeah, your, Philly in your and division. Dallas in your division. The Cowboys are always always overhyped. Um, yeah, I just I I think we both agree that the Giants are going to sneak up on some people this year. Uh, yeah, so give us the plus three and a half at the minus one fifteen. Monday night football. That's the trap, 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 trap. The trap game of the week. The Bills at the Jets. The Jets are two and a half point dogs at home, minus 110. The over under is 46 and a half, juiced to the under at 115. Give me all the money on the Bills. Um, we might as well put the house on the Bills, man. Yeah. The fact is, all the money is going to come in on the Jets this week. Despite all the noise that Buffalo has had in the offseason, Mark, let me explain. That's the thing. There has been none. There's been no noise about Buffalo. Everyone forgot that these guys have been running the division for the last three years. The thing is, the the noise that I'm referring to is like the Stefan Diggs stories, the him getting kicked out of training camp. That stuff, that don't matter, bro. Because at the end of the day, Buffalo has owned this division for the last, what, four years? Yes. And that's not stopping this year. And it's showing. And it's going to show. You're getting, you're laying two and a half points in New York with probably the most hyped team in the NFL going with, into week one. With left tackle problems. Right. I'm sorry. If you want to be successful and beat the Bills week one, your offensive line is going to have to sustain that pass rush yeah. that they're going to bring. Because McDermott, he knows how to do one thing, and that's coach defense. Right. Okay. So the Bills are going to rush Aaron Rodgers. They're going to put a, lot, a hell of a lot of pressure on him. And he's going to have to get rid of that football. And if they can't block, shit, man, this game's going to get ugly quick. Quick. I can see it in the third quarter being 35 to 14. I can see that too. And, and going off of that, we are both taking the Bills this week. This is my super lock of the week. Give me the Bills at the minus two and a half. That is my super lock. I think they cover this game easy. Again, the only noise that has come out of Buffalo has been negative noise. Everyone has discounted them for no reason at all. The Bills will cover this game and they'll cover it easy. My super lock of this week, again, not biased. (laughs) Not super biased, but it's just the facts are always there. You didn't take the Panthers. 
I'm gonna take Atlanta. Okay. That is a super lock, not just for the simple reason of it's my favorite team. It is Brian Burns isn't playing. He creates 65% of their 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 pressure. That kid is freaking a beast. Now you know that if you lose the super super lock, because it is your favorite team in week one, your super lock loses all credibility. That's fine. Okay. Bring it. If okay. I'm going to put hey, my I super lock credibility on coming. the line, I'm going to do it with my team. You know what I mean? That's fair. But it's not even just that. It's really just the facts. And Atlanta's good at home. We have the weapons. We have the defense. We have the coach. We got the running back. We got a generational running back now. I'm sorry. Atlanta's ready to – I'm not saying they're going to win – 12 ball games. They're going to win 8, 9, maybe 10. I can see that. I think their ceiling is 10. So, super lock of the week. Atlanta at home against the Panthers. Division rivalry doesn't scare me. I'll take Atlanta all day long. Gotcha. Did did something happen with Travis Kelsey? Did I see something happen with Travis Kelsey? Because that changes a lot for Thursday night. That just hit me. It was going through, my phone was blowing off. I had to take off my watch because it kept yeah it kept going off. Um, he hyperextended his knee in uh, practice on t- uh, today. Ooh. So he is he, are they saying he's out? Are they saying he's iffy? He's uh, his status for Thursday is uncertain. Okay. Uh, knowing this information, and don't change my pick. It. D- <laughs> I'm going to stick with it just in case he is playing, but here's going to be my five-team, six-point teaser. Uh, knowing this information, I will tease the Lions up to plus 12.5. I'm going to tease the Cardinals to plus 13. I am going to tease uh, the Giants to plus 9.5. Give me the uh, – hold on. Give me the Titans – Plus nine, and then I will tease the Bucks up to thirteen or to twelve as well. So there's your five team teaser. You have our super locks. You have our picks for the week. Let's make some money. Let's get this week off to a good start. If you want to start even quicker, take Texas plus the seven. Take UNLV plus the 36, I think they're getting. 33. And we're going to be off. We're going to start with a nice bankroll for Sunday. Let's do it. All right, guys. Again, thank you for listening. As always, uh, we will never, I don't think there's ever going to be an episode where I don't appreciate uh, everyone that listens to us talk about sports for a little bit under an hour. So thank you. You guys have a great rest of your week. Hopefully your fantasy team start off well. Hopefully the betting starts well. And hopefully your team just does well. Yeah. You know, if that's winning, if that's like me, hoping the Cardinals start 0-1 and ultimately end 0-17. We'll see. But again, thank you guys. Thank you guys. Um, You know, this is been a real honor to sit here and talk sports and we really want to continue to do this and so we really shout you guys out every single time we get the opportunity to sit down and record so we want to welcome you back for next week and uh we out and also really quick before we're out shout out to my buddy chris my uh that recorded with me first he's starting a golf company called donata golf check him out on instagram he hasn't come out with anything yet but it's coming so All right, shout out Chris. Shout Shout out out Chris. Shout out. All right, see you guys. Peace.